0: In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the Orthodox Church, the liturgy is frequently punctuated by the deacon calling the faithful to pay attention. Let us attend, he cries again and again. Wisdom, let us attend. That is the cry of the season of Advent. It issues the same summons to us. It cries out, let us attend. Let us pay attention to What is of first importance? Let us apply ourselves to the center of reality. Let us watch for that which the whole creation longs the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Advent, we focus our attention on the coming of the Lord Jesus, or perhaps it might be better to say, on the comings plural, of the Lord Jesus. One, his first advent, his coming in great humility as a babe born in Bethlehem. Two, the second coming, Christ's final coming in glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, his return at the end of history to fulfill all things. And also, three, the third coming, an advent between the first and the last, the coming of the Lord Jesus even now into the soul. St. Bernard of Clairvaux calls it Christ's middle coming. And it's this middle coming of which our Lord himself speaks when he says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him three comings of Christ which Advent calls us to attend. And today's gospel can be read in reference to all three of them. Let's begin with John, the son of Zechariah in the wilderness. We know more usually as John the Baptist, the forerunner, the elder cousin of Christ, the friend of the bridegroom, as St. John calls him. At a certain time in history, which St. Luke very carefully details, John began preaching in an obscure corner of the Roman Empire, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Repent ye, he cried, for the kingdom of God is at hand. John called Israel to a change of mind, to a change of heart, to a total reorientation of life around the Lord Jesus. You must change your life, He says, in effect, bear fruits in keeping with repentance, he says. And in this way, John prepared the way for the first coming of Christ. He paved the way for the earthly ministry of Jesus. And so the gospel writers identify John as the one about whom the prophet Isaiah spoke in that magnificent 40th chapter of the book of Isaiah, For it says, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. It's a powerful passage, isn't it? And maybe if you're like me, you you can't hear that passage without hearing the setting, the glorious music that it's set to in Handel's Messiah, one of the most beautiful passages of that work. But what does it mean? What are the valleys that will be filled up and the mountains that shall be made low? To what does this dramatic imagery of topographical rearrangement refer? My mother likes to quote this passage as incontrovertible proof of the superiority of the Plains. She is from central Illinois, which is boring and flat as a pancake, and my father is from the rolling hills of western Pennsylvania, which are beautiful, where I grew up. On road trips to Illinois, my siblings and I, when we were younger, thought it was hilarious to tease mom mercilessly about how flat Illinois is. Oh no, we'd say when we drove over the smallest rise in the hill, how are we ever going to make it up this steep incline? (laughs) She took our teasing with good humor and then she eventually would shut us down by quoting this passage from Isaiah about the valleys being lifted up and the hills made low and saying that that meant that Illinois was basically heaven on earth. Touché, Mom. Touché. <laughs> but getting back to our passage, what are these valleys and the mountains of which Isaiah speaks? Look at that final phrase in St. Luke's quotation of the passage. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. All flesh, that is, all people, even all creatures, shall, will be able to see the salvation of God of God when the mountains are leveled and the valleys filled in so that there is an unimpeded view from horizon to horizon. After all, you can't see very far if you're down in a deep valley or if you're on the wrong side of a mountain. And so in this way, the passage speaks to the universal scope of the salvation that God brings. As the angel says to the shepherds on the first Christmas night, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The coming of Christ is good news of great joy to all people. And yet when he came as a babe in Bethlehem, not all welcomed his coming. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, And the world knew him not, St. John says. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But when Christ comes again in glory, the whole world will know him. For as Jesus says, as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. The return of Christ will be visible and public. It will be seen by all. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. We might also think of the valleys and the mountains in connection with the song our Lord's mother sings, the song that we know as the Magnificat, which Mary sings when she is pregnant with our Lord, which speaks also of a great leveling. The mother of God magnifies or lifts up the Lord because, as as she says, he has regarded her lowliness and magnified her, lifted her up. And Mary praises the Lord because, as she sings, he has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. The mighty that are put down are like mountains and hills that are made low through the coming of the Lord, who also lifts up the humble and meek, exalting them like valleys filled in, and making them level with the plain. Everyone that exalteth himself shall be humbled, Jesus says, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. This is what the Lord does when he comes. He humbles the proud and exalts the humble, and he will do so definitively when he comes again and makes all things new. When, as the hymn says, right shall triumph over wrong, and truth shall be extolled. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places shall be made smooth. There's also a deeper, more inward meaning to these words, a way to read this text in connection with what we called earlier the middle coming of the Lord into the soul, that is to think of it as describing the topography of the soul to think of the valleys filled in and the mountains and the hills leveled out and the crooked places made straight and the rough places made smooth as images for how the lord jesus heals the damage of sin in our souls as if sin causes our level souls to be cracked and fissured and raised up. Before Christ comes into our souls, they are like deserts. But when he comes, he touches our souls and the desert begins to bloom. Before Christ comes, our souls are like deep, dark valleys. But when Christ comes, he fills us with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, fills us with his peace, with his joy, with the love of God that is poured out into our hearts. As Origen, the great third century theologian says, love does not allow a valley to remain in you. Before Christ comes, we were crooked, turned in on ourselves, bent out of shape. But when Christ comes, he begins to straighten us out, Before Christ comes, Origen says, nothing was rougher than you, nothing more uneven. Your morals and your speech were uneven, and your deeds were uneven, he says. So my Lord Jesus came and leveled out your rough places and turned whatever was in disarray into level roads. The Lord comes to heal our souls and to make them straight. What about the rough places that still remain long after Christ first came into your soul? Is there hope for even those habitually crooked places to be made straight? Sometimes it seems that my soul is nothing but unevenness, nothing but waywardness, bent hopelessly out of shape. St. Paul speaks to this conundrum. He says, I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Wretched man that I am, who shall save me from this body of death? What is the answer? Thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is able to smooth out even the roughest places in your soul. And so our hope does not lie in ourselves, but in the Lord and in his power. It's because of the victory that he has won in his dying and his rising to life again that we can, with St. Paul, say with confidence that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it, that is, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. You might say, he who has begun to level out your soul will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in you, repairing your soul, restoring you into his image and likeness. And it is a work that he promises to complete. The scripture says, if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit which dwells in you. How much more then is the Lord able to level out the rifts and the crags of your soul? This Advent, let us attend to our coming Lord. Let us pray that he might come within us and deliver us from our sins, and enfold us in his love. Come, Lord Jesus, and level the rough places of our hearts. Make straight what is crooked in us. Come and make us a fitting habitation for yourself. Come and make all things new. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.